0: Hi, this is Will. And this is Sri. Welcome to Technium, where we talk about the edge of technologies, its implications for the future, and what we can build with it. An Optimistic look at the road ahead. Hello. All right. Hey. What's up, Sri? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Will. So what are you drinking
1: today? I've got White Claw. White Claw Ruby Grapefruit, which I got to say is the worst flavor of White Claw.
0: Well, I I got this fever tree ginger beer. Not not exactly alcoholic, but it'll do for today. Nice. Cool. So uh, what are we talking about
1: this week? So for our first episode ever, I have a very evocative title. So we're going to talk about a, a topic that I'm dubbing Communing with Ghosts. Mm -hmm. And so it's this idea that thinking tools that are coming out these days, like Rome research and many others are transforming the way that you write and think into a two way iterative process rather than a write only process that you would have with a pen and paper or a word processor or things like that. And so I like to think about it as you're having this communication with the ghosts that are in the machine, whether that's, that machine is in the word processor and the thinking tool itself, or maybe, and we can get into this, even AIs or the people on the web, all kinds of ghosts that you can channel and make your thinking crisper and more, more full-fledged.
0: Mm, I, see, I see. So, so then what, what's the specific uh, ghost that you're talking about? Is it the ghost of your previous self or, or like other people? I think it's both. So I think there are a couple of
1: different ways to, to approach this. Actually, maybe we could do just a quick little screen share of, of Roam and, and what the promise of a tool like Roam Research is. So this came out maybe a couple of years ago, but Roam Research is a t- like a outliner uh, slash text editor that allows you to link your notes together and create this hyperlink-based way of weaving your thoughts together.
0: Oh yeah, let's uh, show show a demo and check it out. Cool,
1: all right, let's do it. I found this cool novel that somebody's writing in Rome. So basically the idea of this is that it's a bullet-based outliner that is similar to like anything that you might have seen before, but the interesting part are these words that are in these double brackets. And these double-bracketed words are links. And so you can create basically links, concepts, to other concepts. And the interesting part about this is that you can see what other, like where a concept is mentioned. So this is like, I guess the concept of vapor wave, which is an sort of aesthetic or something. And this person has mentioned it in all of these different places. And so it's a way to weave. All of your ideas with the it, it link them to each other and find the commonalities across time or across different concepts.
0: Yeah, it's, it's having the index of a book right alongside of the margin of the pages while you're reading it, which is a little strange. I think um, right didn't doesn't Amazon Kindle have something like X Ray, which is something similar? But the thing is, it's not nearly as accessible. One the right because one of the things I found. With Rome, is that the links are bi directional. So on the web, the links are one way, right? If, if like links can often get broken when like a resource moves or like a page moves or goes, but like the people that are linking it doesn't know. But in Rome, because it's all the same system, if you rename something, like all the links update. If you change the link, everything that links to it will, will know. And so that makes it much easier to keep the graph of links intact as, as you're like editing it. There there's other benefits there, but, but I won't get into that for now, but cause we, we can finish this demo, but yeah, it no. seems like people are like writing it so that they have like a, a nonlinear novel. Is that what, what the, what the, I, I think
1: so. Uh, so it's bi-directional, you can rename the concepts, you can refine them over time. You can see what other topics reference the current topic that you're looking at. And in a sense, it's, it's, it's like Wikipedia, except that it's much lower friction in that you can directly link in line by just hitting the double brackets yeah. You get autocomplete and stuff like that. And so going back to your question, in this case, the ghost is, is the ghost of your former self or your self over time. Because I think a lo- what happens, what I've seen a lot is that you can take notes in something like Evernote, and then you either completely forget about it, or you you write the same thing over and over, or you spend a lot of time trying to tag things in the way so that like the related concepts are there together under the same tag or the same folder or things like that. And I think the idea about Rome is that you can use this hyperlink concept to maintain connections between all your thoughts over time. And the corpus of notes gets better and better over time rather than degrading and deteriorating over time.
0: Yeah. Like, so have, have you used Evernote or any of the other note-taking apps and have you tried these more newfangled outlining things like Rome or Notion or um, uh, what's the other one called? Workflowy. I've tried
1: Evernote, and I think my experience with Evernote is that you you have to do a lot of bookkeeping and make sure things are tagged right, or make sure that things are put in these right folders, so that you can maintain some semblance of organization. And, and I I think I was using it for a long time, uh, like back in, in the like. 2010s, right? Like that was only Game yeah. Town, and then I've sw- actually switched to, to an Outliner app. Uh, I don't use Rome, but I've, I have use Dynalist, which is similar to Workflowy. It's just an infinite, infinitely nested, like bullet
0: list. Yeah. yeah so I, I think the I, I was also a Evernote user because I saw a couple people that were using it. I'm like, huh, I guess it's it's nice to have somewhere to throw throw up notes. And I think the thing that I used Evernote for mostly was because it could clip stuff from the web. So even if the thing went away, I would still have it. But the thing is I kept putting it under the same project notebook or the tag. And what I didn't realize until I started using Roam was a lot of these other note-taking apps force you to categorize before you're ready to, or you know what this thing is because sometimes You might just have a notion that, oh, this is interesting, but uh, I'm not really sure where to put it. And so, so that's one aspect. And the other aspect is, is where you have that immediate feedback as to um, like for for moving stuff around. I, I find that a lot of times when I work with people, like in order for them to think about something, they would much rather just pull up like a Google doc or like something real quick so they can jot things down and outline or otherwise. And so, because it was the only thing that was, I guess, relatively fast enough that could keep up. And especially when you're remote, you do that like collaborative editing. And I think the thing that Rome did that went one better in addition to the responsiveness and the collaborative editing is that it didn't force you to categorize before you're ready. So here, um. I found that Rome's really useful because it has this daily note thing. And one of the things that I have had an issue with for paper journals was that I would try to have different pages categorized to different things. And then I would run out of space and whatnot. I didn't realize that the best way to do it was actually just to record things chronologically and then have an index later to point to everything because that way like you don't break whatever habit that comes to mind and so I thought this was a like until I realized that with Rome like oh I could just put stuff here and then just tag it with whatever I thought was particularly interesting so anything that Mm. I read I can tag it with uh, something that maybe reminds me and so you still have to like Sometimes you can get orphan tags but for the most part if you have like a few interests or like if you have somewhere where you can just collect things that that's where you can see it. I think that's one but the other thing about that two-way iterative thing I found is that you have to be in the habit of going back and looking at things. And so sometimes mm-hmm. being linked to different concepts will help you stumble upon things that you have already like saw months ago and in that way you can make connections because i think the type of thinking that rome helps you do is where you want to make different connections between disparate or sometimes related subjects but you're not exactly sure how they relate quite yet and so that's mm-hmm. the type of thinking it really helps you with i, I think there are other types of thinking that I don't think it's very good at, but I mean that, but for the majority of, yes, like writing type of thinking where you, yeah. you have disparate things that you want to connect, it's very good for that.
1: It's an interesting question. Like what a type of thinking does it enable? The people who I see getting excited about it are, are people who are intellectuals, so to speak. You have this thesis, right? And you say, this is what I believe. And I'm going to just uh, stumble around through life and the internet and whatever, and like gather these like little bits and pieces, and and it's like that game Katamari Damacy, where you like roll things together and and it snowballs and snowballs, and maybe at the end you look back like you're saying, and then you're like aha, like at t- I now have like all the evidence that I need to back up this hypothesis or maybe refute the hypothesis.
0: Well, so the, the founder of of Rome had talked about like who his users are. He's like basically conspiracy theorists, like people that (laughs) like to do exactly what you're saying, which I don't know exactly what it is. I want to gather all these pieces and hook them all together in in some like red thread on the wall, but I guess in, in the computer. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Yeah. So I think in that sense. Like Rome is like playing with yourself. Like <laughs> That's crazy, crazy. Oh gosh, I never said this podcast is going to be family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, but it, it, it's it's like it's like it's a solitaire game in that like you you're challenging yourself or you're like discovering your old thoughts or you're putting down these little breadcrumbs for your future self to pick up later, right? Like it it almost feels like you're interacting with the like ghosts of your your prior thoughts and of your like future desires, right? You think, oh, this thing is gonna be interesting for me in the future. And like, I don't know if you do this, like you try to coin a little like catchy phrase that
0: oh, like no, from now on I'm terrible at toast but yeah i, I know <laughs> what you're talking about i changed titles so much i'm like ah, i don't know what to call this <laughs> right right maybe i'd be um, a better that... programmer if i could name things right so
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you can rename things in rome so i guess you you've got that advantage going for you but yeah so i think that's that's what i mean i i, I think that i'm curious to hear like do you feel that way like what is the like visceral experience for you as you're you know interacting with it like how does it feel qualitatively different than just typing something out in you know, Evernote or word processor or something like that
0: yeah so I mentioned this earlier what one of which was I didn't have to organize ahead of time and like I, there was a place to put down daily things so I could focus on like what the thing is rather than like trying to categorize it first because that's putting the cart before the horse. I think the thing that I wish Rome had better was for, was for search, like a better feature because like, I know I put something in there, but I, like now I can't find it because like you can't yeah. rely on, unless your tagging game is really tight, then it's really hard to like refine things just through tags. But yeah. I, I, I find that like, you really do either need to have a really focused core of things that you're really interested in taking notes on in order for you to stumble upon yourself again, stumble upon the ghosts of your past. Or, yeah, you, you just have to be really good at tagging or like the search has to be much better. Yeah, so so I guess short of that, it's it's been pretty good i I would say like i reliably go back to rome there's some minor complaints and whatnot but i i do think that it makes me review things more and i I do only run into myself the, the ghost of myself when i'm focused on a particular topic over time but not so much if if you just roam all over the place i guess <laughs> is that why is that why they <laughs> called it that? It took me the longest time to figure out that reddit meant that oh people can say oh i oh, you read it. it on i read it on reddit right so i actually didn't know that
1: <laughs> that makes sense yeah i see what you're saying like i see the the uh, if you if you want to use like computer sciencey terms like if you're making a graph and like you can make a sparse graph or a dense graph so you can have lots of edges between all your pages and all your, topics, or you can have a a sparse graph where you have lots and lots of, like you said, like orphaned topics. And I guess the, whether you run back into yourself and you learn something about your past thinking, or you're able to augment a a line of really depends on how dense your graph is or whether you're how frequently do you to take random walks on this graph right to take a tour of your little rock garden of thoughts i think it's actually like relates to like going back to this like thesis of like what are these ghosts that you're going to commune with a hype around thinking tools is built around is a very single player experience Mm -hmm. you're 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 just interacting with yourself, just time shifted over time and space and, and things like that. But you bring up an interesting aspect of like this multiplayer experience where the ghosts that you're interacting with are, are not actually ghosts, they're actual people, but you're interacting with their their thoughts and their knowledge graph. And I know that there's there's a lot of thought, and I think even the Rome team is hinting at this idea of creating this like massive worldwide interlinked Rome brain where you have your private sphere of Rome things but then you can expose facets of that as a public page which then other people can reference and and link to at that point it's just like the world wide web but the interface is
0: different. And, yeah, more like an yeah. editable cuz I think the original vision of the World Wide Web was that it was editable actually. Right. And so it would be more akin to an editable worldwide web it certainly won't be as pretty I guess, but the the interface would be common and so what you're looking for is the actual information. So I guess it'd be like a yeah. real-time wiki across everybody. But I guess the biggest challenge there I see is like how do you How do you merge what people are saying on the same topic because you might have your notes and other people might yeah i think there's
1: like there's an interesting project which i came across
0: which is this idea of a
1: federated wiki so let's say you have an interest group of okay imagine this like because you hear a lot of these myths of like amazing research labs like bell labs you have these famous researchers Who are all working on their independent domain of expertise, but then they can say, okay, we're all part of this group. And you can discover like through some interface, you can say, oh, this guy down the hall, it turns out he's working on this problem about, I don't know, like information theory, right? And I'm also working on something about information theory and let's go see what his ideas
0: are yeah you know Uh, i I wish that twitter was something like that there's just a massive amount of information dumped onto twitter like every day but a lot of it is not well organized there are threads but like it's not shown as such really like the threads are Mm -hmm. linear at best and so I, I would want something, I, I can imagine like what you're describing with like the, the Bell Labs. Like, so like, I guess for those of you that uh, don't know, Bell Labs is this place where a lot of the tech research happened, I don't know, way back in the... 60s 70s something like that yeah maybe like yeah. 60s through 80s something yeah like that. and and a lot of the cool stuff about technology came out of there the famous examples is that there were a lot of brilliant brilliant people that worked there but then they always had their door ajar so that you know they could welcome in new ideas from other smart people working in adjacent areas and they could cross pollinate and i i can imagine something like that for Rome, if you're able to outline the things that you're looking at. But I often want something that is Twitter like in the sense that there's just an abundant amount of information that people are putting together on Twitter, but it doesn't link very well. And so, mm-hmm. on the other hand, Rome is very personal and it's like it's you talk to yourself. And so, if there's a way to enmesh the two where you get people building out a knowledge graph that you would be able to get that collaboration going on. Because this, a minor type of this stuff goes on in Twitter. Like people do talk about their work. You can learn hmm. directly about like say COVID-19 from the epistemiologist. I can't say that word, but. Oh, epidemiologist. Epidemia, epidemiologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because like when COVID first came out, like the the media didn't get it right. They were slow on the uptake, and yep. I f- remember people saying that their general practitioners, like the the doctors, the general practitioners, they didn't get it right. They were just like, oh, don't worry about it," right? um, mm. that sort of thing. But I would say it's it's the it's the, you got to say it for me again, <laughs> epidemiologist. Yeah, epidemiologist Twitter that raised the early red flag, and that's that's how I found out about it so yeah yeah when you can participate not only watch but like if you're able to contribute even just a little bit as to like hey here's something that might be of interest because Mm -hmm. i think one of the one of the big things that surprised people about like web 2.0 if if for those of you that can remember that is that you can get the world to collectively put stuff together that normally would have had like a it would be too expensive to get the number of man hours to to put that together. So you can like identify trees and insects and mushrooms or whatever, right. There, there's all sorts of people that want to do that sort of stuff. So for whatever topic, if you can put together uh, a graph of this stuff, that probably was the original vision of the web, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. I think so. Yeah. I think actually my former manager
1: was working at, at CERN, like the, like the Physics Research Institute, where the World Wide Web was invented. He was there when they had released it internally as a tool for, actually, I think for the same purpose that, that I'm describing, like for researchers to make (laughs) web pages about what they're working on so that you can (laughs) click
0: around and
1: learn what other people are
0: working on. So, so, so did did they succeed or is that still a failure? I I don't know. (laughs) I think it
1: I think I'm sure it w- worked for the research community because that, that was a lot of the original like usage of the web, right It was a lot yeah. of like academic yeah. web pages and like little quirky web pages about like single topics and things. Obviously it's gone kind of taken a very, very different turn. I think that the time is right to go back to this idea because initially, in order the friction was really, really high to, to put something on the web, like you had to have a place to host it. You had to write like hand write the HTML. I guess maybe when the web was small enough, like you had this like map of all the web pages of your colleagues who you could link out to. Yeah. Right. But like now the web is so huge that like, imagine you're working on something. Let's say you're working on some pet topic. Of yours like i want to know about cryptocurrency and nfts but i want to know what other people are thinking about this stuff
0: only sort of of, <laughs> of non-independent thinking but you go up <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true that's true which maybe is not good for investing but maybe it's good for things like research where you build upon others people's thinking right, right. but Like if, if you can selectively figure out what, what people you care about or like the authorities you care about what they're thinking, but yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So like, how do I find this out? So one way is like, I think Twitter, a lot of interesting conversations and hot takes people make Twitter threads, but Twitter threads, like the whole UI is supposed to be this like ephemeral timeline based UI. It's not meant for a lasting like portfolio of. Thoughts. If I'm working on something, what I want to know about is hey, what does like XYZ interesting people who are thinking in the space, how are they thinking about this? The
0: interesting stuff about any topic is usually at the edge of knowledge. And for you to get there, usually there's a lot of stuff that you have to trudge through the basics or whatever. And so if you're new to something, it'd be nice. It'd be it would be much easier to get to the edge of knowledge is, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so I think this is pulling it back to like the idea of that process being built into something like a text editor or a, you know, a tool of some type. Let's say today you're a very modern person and you use your own like Rome workspace and you collect all your thoughts about like, uh, a topic and then you go and scour the web or browse Twitter every day and gather information this way. But that's a very long iterative loop. So
0: right now, um, it, the the thing that you're pointing out is right now, if you don't just consume without processing, like the the steps are very distinct, like you need to pull stuff Directly, like you need to pull it from the web, whether you cut and paste text or the URL. Yeah, like it it, for even the workflow, workflow for Rome. I wish that Rome was in the web browser itself. As I'm looking at other pages, so I can pull clips much more easily. Because right now, I have to cut and paste stuff, switch to a different tab, and use the markup to make do it's not like i can link concepts as like browsing different web pages or, or anything like that recently on hn there was a there was like a, another browser called the bonsai browser it was supposed to help programmers think clearly did you see that one i did see that yeah, yeah um, I, I installed it it looked nice but i couldn't quite it wasn't exactly intuitive because I, I don't think they did enough user testing, but like the general idea was that um, it's not like a separate application. You bring it up with like a hotkey because it's always on, and then as you're browsing the web, you can save a clip to your inbox, and then after that inbox, you can like categorize them in this ZUI, like a zoomable user interface. Where, oh yeah, 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 right. Where you can like create graphs of links you can create nodes with web page thumbnails in them and then link them together stuff like that so so it's yeah it's it's, i think it's it's close to that mark but it's it's not quite there of of what 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 we're talking about because we're talking about like feeding our own conspiracy theorist tendencies (laughs) but hopefully that is not leading us astray like it's leading us to like think better so like the act of browsing is or the the act of writing happens as you browse like it doesn't have to be shakespeare but like you're gathering snippets making comments and then you might organize or connect them a little bit before like sending them out right onto a twitter-like thing that has a graph which that might be an interesting experience because then you get a million monkeys like making connections for things, maybe some things right. that don't need connections. <laughs> but, but probably there's some of them that are legitimate. And, and I guess according to the Memex vision that if enough people are treading the same path over and over again, then that's probably more legitimate than than any of the other connections that are that have been made.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's interesting. So I, I you're thinking about it from the 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 perspective of what if you were browsing the web and you you see other content and in response to that content triggers a thought or 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 you you have something to contribute, something to say about yeah the data. yeah. Right. And then you like, you jot that somewhere and you ship it out and it gets added to this like collective knowledge about that thing. Yeah. So interestingly, I have, I saw something else on HN that is, takes the different approach. It's this, this open source project called Reverie. This tool is a semantic search engine. So it's not like a token based search engine that searches exactly for the text that you search for but it uses like some deep learning blah 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 to find similar text on the web or or the, among things that you've saved so yeah.
0: yeah so the corpus is the stuff like the things that you found interesting and the search query is whatever he highlighted there in the web yep. page that he's browsing so that yep. he's more easily able to make connections yeah i, I guess uh, so some people would say the danger there is you're asking the algorithm to make the connections for you, but like barring that, like this this makes a lot of sense to me be in along the lines of, well, like I, I'm browsing things, and, but like I wanna I, I wanna see what what this has a connection to. And so so then one step further with that is what are other things that other people have saved that that might be relevant like that would probably yeah. surface pretty quickly
1: and i was thinking right like imagine that you you built this into an editor interface so like let's say that you're jotting some thought you're running hypothesis about something like nfts are the future of everything future of everything yeah they're going to power the multiverse, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're so you write in your editor, you're like, NFTs are going to power the, the multiverse of the future, and you're like, okay, great, but like, is this really the case, or like, are there other p- crazy people like me out there? And like, you can highlight oh, also, that, also, like,
0: are there people that in this day and age also just as important are there people that disagree? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So you highlight that thing, and then. And then, and
1: then I can imagine, yeah, this like semantic search, like imagine you can highlight whatever you're writing and then you can pull up a sidebar of like other things people have written on the web in their own Roam workspace. You know, we were describing this, like there's a gather consume phase and a write phase. Yeah. And it's like, that's analogous to something like a compiled
0: Right, the the REPL, right? And so we want something where the the REPL, something that a REPL would provide, like a shorter iteration phase where like the context switching, like you shouldn't have to have a giant context switch between reading and writing, reading and writing, because right now it's still a little too much because you need to switch tabs. You don't have to switch computers per se, but you still have to switch tabs, switch context. It should be in the same context that you're doing your reading or writing. One saying that I've
1: heard is like, at some point, if you make something just the same thing quantitatively, like better and better or faster and faster or simpler and simpler, at some point there's like a switchover point where it becomes just so fast that it becomes a qualitatively different experience. Yeah. So, the, the difference between using a REPL and using a, a compiler is is a huge step change, right? In terms of how do you develop, right? And so, I imagine if you have a tool where you're now not just communing with ghosts of your yourself, but now you're plugged into all these ghosts of the world.
0: Hive right, who,
1: like a hive mind. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. I get the sense of like it could be really bad.
0: Right. So that could be appealing. <laughs> and we're like sitting in the future where we see like the the worst version of like one of the bad versions of itself. Twitter has its good points, but I think universally people feel like they get some really bad experiences out of it. And so, like, yeah. I, I think these these ideas are not new. They're like what seventy odd years. 50 50 60 years old or something like that but like somehow we still haven't quite fulfilled that that notion and so like where do we go wrong in in the way that we set up our thinking like collective thinking tools then like so where where do we fall short you're saying like we're almost there but like what's the
1: diff I think it's like, yeah, so I think there was this, this utopia, and it worked really well when, when the internet was just academic internet. I think there was like lively collaborations that were happening between researchers and linking to each other's web pages about uh, different things. And, and then we went to this, this model of the internet for consumption, where the majority of the people on the internet were just reading right? And there was not actually any good way to write. And then, and then there was this whole web 2.0 thing, which was this idea that, Hey, people can actually contribute back into, into the web. And, then you and can,
0: it's the purpose of the centralized aggregator to make sense of the deluge from yeah. the masses. Right. And so it turns out that you can make sense of it or surface really interesting things as a result and that's something that we didn't know or thought to do before web 2.0 i think
1: yeah exactly there's enough content being created and there's enough niches of, of and different styles of thinking on the web that's happening right people are just writing conspiracy theories people are writing activism stuff like like Hopefully where we have less of the former yeah that well and, I, I, I well i guess that's i, just, I have no that, judgment that's just me
0: but <laughs> <laughs> i think we should have more uh, well like looking uh that that's probably a topic for another day i would like more true things on the internet so like i'm not act like reading the internet and actively making myself stupider
1: <laughs> no, no no okay so i think that's antithetical to how we get to the future i think uh, that
0: the idea right is oh, now- we should have more of that more of the crazy stuff you have the chaos and then you have some way to because like the storage space for the internet is infinite effectively yeah exactly that's one of the lessons for for the uh, web 2.0 is that you have that long tail where you have infinite shelf space and it's up to you to figure out what is valuable or not and so okay Mm -hmm. in light of that i'll take that back let the thousand yeah. flowers bloom of conceirs exactly and so maybe maybe we'll have a better way to filter all that stuff out but yeah yeah go on you're saying like no so i think yeah
1: like i think like and interestingly right like there are these subcultures that are are apparent in like twitter right like where there's whatever medical twitter epidemiology Twitter, there's tech Twitter, obviously. And what people mean by X, Y, Z Twitter, it's not a separate UI. It's the idea that you can go to this place and you can plug yourself into a network and through your choice of network, you now receive a, a certain angle, like you, you like move your camera, right? And you, you, you say, okay... I am focusing now on this little slice of the internet, right? Or this slice of human thought. But what we're missing is like how, what you described, there's no index. There's no way to get a handle on what's going on and how you can contribute and how you can like consume this in some, any like actual usable way.
0: Yeah. There's no structured way because like on Twitter, if you follow like, I don't know, like uh, crypto Twitter or something like that, you start with somebody that's talking about crypto and then you just look at the people that they interact with the most or like who follows them or who they and so over time you build up like this follow list of people that are talking about crypto and that's like your gradual shifting of your viewpoint or camera to like people that are talking about it right yeah um, and but the thing is like there's no structured way to do it but i as I'm saying that, I'm reminded of like the semantic web, but yeah, like, right. That that thing has just been a uh, like uh, that thing uh, to me is even more of a failure because that you get like nobody uses it really. Like there's some yeah, so remnants of that like like the the metadata that like Facebook sh- shows in the your like little right linkchains. like what's the yeah, main yeah. image? Yeah, they wanted to provide like a like a. The word escapes me, but like a formalized structure of how to talk about what was on a web page, and so you can mark it up with like metadata. So, so like you can say, this web page talks about this a person or or something like that, right? Yeah, I I think I think that failed just because it's so much burden
1: and the economics, like you said, like don't make sense to do. I think that's why things like semantic search are, are interesting because
0: we finally you got don't need like to deep learning working and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, like you don't need to mark up that this page is about this topic, but like you can just write or you just spew out content, right? And the and the, the idea is that as long as it's sensible, like makes sense to a human being. A machine at this point can also understand, at least in broad strokes, like oh, okay, this is what's going on in this paragraph. And so maybe now you can have this like chaotic rather than semantic web, you have like a chaotic web yeah. where nothing is marked up, but you can still given a piece of text, go to find all the other text that like is potentially related and variety of ways. Like, in, and it's not just, I think we shared the semantic search and semantic search is like finding similar text, but you can imagine with sufficiently state-of-the-art models that we have now, you can say, given a piece of text, like find me the opposing viewpoints, right? Like things that are about the same topic, but have a different stance, right? Or a negative stance on it
0: or a positive stance on it. So that I can refute them whenever they come up. <laughs> That's a benefit to to oneself, right? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I think now what we're looking for is a way, a meta layer to connect these so that you can think and then you can find other, what what other people are thinking about and you can connect it back into your thinking. Like we don't have the tooling around how to interact with this yet
0: yeah i I think the for me like my answer to like what the diff was is that with collaborative thinking tools they don't we didn't take into account well twitter was never meant to be a collaborative thinking tool but like it it didn't take into account like just just what people like to do or what people are motivated to do with even simple features like with a like, right? Or retweets. Yeah. And just counting likes and retweets. I'm on Twitter, but I am a terrible Twitter. I say things and nobody cares, right? And yes, the same. Right. And so the but the thing is they they have like an analytics dashboard to to tell me oh, what are the things that got engagement? And I found that the things that got the most engagement were if I was talking on somebody else's thread who was already more popular than me. And then I generally don't say things that are incendiary, but like, if somebody like makes a incendiary remark or like something more aggressive towards it, that's what gets more attention. Right? Yeah. You bring up some
1: interesting points. Like, I think at some point, like, let's say that we get to the future that we're talking about where you're building your knowledge like plugged into this community, uh, as soon as you have more than one person in the room, right, you're going to have politics, you're going to have fights and disagreements. And, and I think you see this in open source projects, you see this on Wikipedia, you see it anywhere where even though open source and Wikipedia and all of these have these high-minded goals, the messiness of human interaction comes in. And so... It's going to be interesting, especially as we think about knowledge creation and tools for thinking. Right, as soon as it becomes this multiplayer experience, then like you're going to have yeah. to like have some social layer that like enforces that people are civil. That yeah, people don't like doesn't go crazy. You,
0: that that reminds me where people talk about money as being a, a social construct to get people to work together without knowing or trusting each other right it's the same thing with the social construct of a company so because like these things we've invented are a way to get us to cooperate with each other above dunbar's number of say around 100 people 50 people or so right and so we're able to scale people but then maybe we haven't found the whatever the equivalent of, of money or, or companies are for civil discourse maybe
1: it's it's actually just cryptocurrency <laughs> I, no, uh, I, I, are you
0: joking because like, I don't, i'm I don't, not i'm not that's I'm what not. some people say and before i'm like i don't know that's a stretch but uh, maybe, maybe now right man. like Oh, okay. This is the, imagine this is like a, such a weird future.
1: Imagine that we want to know something about, I'll stop picking on NFTs now. Like we want to know something about like carbon sequestration. And so you plug yourself into this network of people who are thinking about carbon sequestration or carbon capture or whatever it is. And you do your own research. And you, you're now interacting with all these ghosts of, 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 people and, and their knowledge graphs, and you're contributing to this overall knowledge about carbon capture and somehow you can get rewarded for it. Like this is the whole idea of like of web three and, and Ethereum and, oh, and all of that stuff, right. Where you can... People can contribute to you, tip you like for, for furthering knowledge some, some way, or you can like, you're now polluting the ecosystem with a bunch of garbage. Like they can start to demerit you somehow. Yeah, and, I and I was thinking like, you can even set like bounties, right? You can say, I have this research question. All you smart people can try to work on this and like, you can earn some of this bounty. Like, can you further knowledge this way? Like imagine if you're you're plugged in not now, not just your REPL is not just like a where you write something and you see the result, but it's like, you write something, you see the result and you get paid <laughs> for that thing.
0: Like yeah. that's so, a really tight REPL. One of the, I, I didn't know how to formulate or structure this because it sounds like a crazy thing. But one of the things I was thinking about in relation to you write stuff and get paid for it, but how do you get credited for it? If you're actually writing on a graph, then. Is it possible to credit or debit you with back propagation? <laughs> so, like, oh, with as it gets yeah, linked to more, right? Because the end result, the output, because there there are some like cryptocurrency groups that form DAOs, which are decentralized autonomous organizations, and what they do is they use their membership tokens to vote on, well, so they they invest money into the DAO. So they pool their money together. And the purpose of some of these DAOs is some are governance, but others are investment vehicles. So they collectively decide like what digital tokens should we buy or what like cryptocurrency projects should we put money into or like what like NFTs should we buy? There's like a yield, yield group, yield, yield ad or Mm-hmm. Blah, blah It's it's a DAO, but they speculate on digital real estate in various games. Is is I believe one of the things that they do. And so, mm-hmm. you could see that if the if you picture the knowledge graph as a with an output where it leads to an action for the group where they mm-hmm. make an investment, then the investment with the greatest returns could be back propagated to. Uh the pe- the person or the people who most contributed to the decision of like making that that investment decision. I don't know how you would specify the weights. Maybe you do it ahead. Uh, yeah, like there's a lot of details to be worked out there. Obviously, because it's like a right crazy hand wavy thing. But like, so in this way, you would be able to credit somebody for having the idea to do something and so you could imagine like right now like in companies and organizations like the contribution of everybody's blurred together because nobody's going to like take the time to put in this metadata to say like what email asked them to do this or reminded them of this or that right but if you have this knowledge graph where you're like, okay, like based on what this said, this is my thought, so on and so forth, right? Then right. maybe you would have something like this and you just back propagate the, the profit from the investment. And so everybody mm. gets credited that way.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. So I think even independent of entity taking action, algorithms are like, the PageRank algorithm works exactly in this way, where it builds a graph of who uh, links to what. If you link to something, you're crediting them for, for saying something interesting, and and then it calculates what is the quality of the web page based on where you link to and what the quality of the people that link to you. And so it's it's interesting. We keep coming back to this idea that like the web exists it had these ideals and like, oh, we should apply some type of crediting system to this. And then we're like, oh, PageRank exists and it works in this way. And I, I keep coming back to like, well, what's actually different here? Like, like, links exist. And, right. All uh, the
0: stuff that we're talking about exists, but like somehow, like the thing that we're talking about if it exists, we would have this ideal, but obviously we have all the stuff and none none of the <laughs> ideals exist, right? Well, it's yeah. in some form it does, but but not in the way that we're talking about. Yeah, I think
1: I think like and maybe it maybe turns out human nature is such that like this is just how things are, but but we're supposed to be optimists and progress, yeah. So I think yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I would say. That the, when it worked, it worked. When people were creating these small little sites and web pages about single interest topics, areas of research, and then PageRank came, and then like did all its calculations, and then it found out like, oh, it turns out everybody's linking to this one guy's research. He must be he or she must be like a very you yeah. know important person in this field, and it worked. And then the 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 crowd came right like the world, the whole world came on the internet and their internet was very different from this
0: other internet yeah. that,
1: that existed so right? and it
0: could just be that we haven't figured out how to scale that social thinking aspect of the web mm-hmm. like in in the way that we don't have the it's like before we had money or like how how do we scale an economy like with the barter system it, it could probably just be nigh impossible to do unless we figure out like this mechanism to, to do that right and so it could yeah. be something similar where we haven't figured out this mechanism like the, this I, I don't even like, it's even hard for me to picture like what it would look like but for for like collective thinking or civil discourse or something like that for, for larger yeah. groups right for larger groups because we, we do have civil discourse for smaller groups up to some point within trusted groups, but it currently just does not scale.
1: Yeah. I don't know what form it will look like, where it, like, if it would ever happen, like, yeah, I just keep thinking of, of of typing in a REPL, like, and and you type in some thought and then you hit enter and then you get back all these replies or, or either replies, direct replies to that, or Like, here's what all the other people said about the same thing. And then somehow you just like get money. Like every time you hit enter, you get money and, 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 and that encourages you to keep typing
0: more things into this. And so, so I guess the, now that, now that you have deep learning that is much better at like reading and writing stuff, like would you, would you welcome bots as part of the knowledge graph building? Like,
1: I think so, I think, uh, and, and, and maybe for the last screen share of, of the night. So I don't know if bots are quite it, right? But have you seen this thing? No, like, have you seen Write with transformer? No. So it's this, it's a text editor, which is powered by a transformer based deep learning model, which is a generative model. And what you can do here is you can tab complete like what you're, what you're thinking about. So you can trigger the transformer command to execute the text. All right. Which model is this GPT-2? It's GPT-2, yeah. Because I think that's, that's the only model that can be publicly replicated at this point. But I imagine if you have GPT-3, you could, you could use that. But yeah, I think that this idea that like you could augment your your
0: writing with bots, right? And I don't know, I don't know what's the place for this thing, like. Uh, and... well, well, so one of the things is is in along the lines of that REPL knowledge graph, like you could have a bot like do the grunt work of things that were already pretty obvious, I guess. And so, or you only put it on tasks where it makes non-obvious connections. And so I think I played around GPT-3 and I found that it was very good for creative writing tasks. You give it a prompt, a couple examples, and it was pretty good at coming up with a whole bunch of other ones. Like sometimes you need to like say, no, this is not good, this is good, but that's been pretty helpful. And so here I imagine with something like Write with Transformer, for things where you just need a little bit of juice, maybe like what traditionally people have taken LSD for, right? They, they need to just have suggestions or some creative juices. You're not going to take their, the suggestions wholesale, but yeah. I would almost want the suggestions to be on the sidebar. And so as mm. you're typing, it'll suggest other things, or maybe like you, it only suggests things if you say you're stuck or something like that. Or I think we're getting to the
1: point where you can also say you have a model which is a proponent, like is supports, is, is bullish on on cryptocurrency. And then you have another model that's like uh, bearish on cryptocurrency. And what you do is like you evoke the, 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 the bull ghost and the bear ghost. And you say cryptocurrency is
0: the blah, 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 blah. And you hit tab complete. Right. But you have... <laughs> It's like you have the devil and the angel on your shoulder telling you like giving you suggestions or like the myriad of other right. things where like maybe you have a gaggle of people in your head and making suggestions and they all have different personalities and viewpoints and you you might pick one of them to help you out yeah. with whatever you're creatively stuck on.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And imagine you have like a GPT-3 that's fine-tuned on each person in this in this network, right? Going back to this like network of people idea. And, and maybe they've written about something or maybe they haven't, but you just wanna see, I'm, I'm write, writing about this and I want to sort of see what like AI Will has to say about this. It's read your whole Rome notebook and like knows what things you say about things. And then I say autocomplete, and I'm like, "Oh, like Will's AI says this, and maybe it is what you think about it, and maybe it's not, but like it's a different perspective, at least from uh, um, somebody else's AI that yeah, says yeah, something different."
0: That's weird because it's almost as if like I can get you on the phone without you actually being on the phone, right? Like I can get you to like give me your thoughts about something nobody like. I can get you to. Give me your thoughts about something you've never actually written about. Yeah, right.
1: And I then don't know you if can,
0: we... you can, uh, through your AI, you can, t- like, if the thing was trained on your corpus, then you can tell me that. And so it may be gibberish, it may not be, right? Because if obviously you've never talked about something, then it's yeah. not going to know. But if if it's adjacent to it, then maybe it'll come up with something that sounds like you yeah maybe maybe and especially if you were dead that would be pretty interesting too
1: yes yeah if you were if you were dead maybe it's irrelevant to me what you actually think about something but i know oh i want to know about somebody of the style of will what they might say about something and it doesn't mm. matter what you actually think about it if it knows that this is your general stance like maybe oh, you're like,
0: looking for the style rather than what i would actually say right so like yeah like you you want say like you want somebody to comment on i don't know on the housing crisis but in the style of chris rock or something like that um, <laughs> yeah exactly which i think would be hilarious right which i think chris rock has to my knowledge, never commented on, but like you should, I think nowadays we can get that synthesis that we didn't have available before. So Chris Rock right. may not actually have that opinion, but you're just looking for that particular style.
1: Yeah, and, and like maybe I want to insert some humor into this piece and I know that like, or, or or like more seriously, I can say like, I want to know what like some, what Karl Marx has to say about like building high rises, in San Francisco, yeah. right? Obviously, he has no opinion on that. He like he's long dead, but maybe Karl Marx AI it will tell me something unique that I other people aren't telling me, because Karl Marx is a, is a very unique thinker, and maybe his, like something trained on on his style, but then seeded with this topic will result in some interesting line of thought which nobody else is currently having these days
0: yeah yeah that that's that's interesting because at least with the generative art stuff that i'm seeing on nfts it's stuff that you i guess wouldn't have imagined that computers would come up with not not just computers but like anybody like i would not thought that these two things could be meshed together. And I guess in the same way, it's, it's not that far-fetched to have Karl Marx and high-rise buildings be meshed together and see, see if there's anything interesting that falls out of it. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I think, I think we're, not, we're not there yet, but that, that would be crazy, right? Imagine you had a REPL now that you hit enter, you get the wisdom of the crowd, you get the wisdom of Karl Marx, and you also get money in the bank. Like, <laughs> it,
0: like I don't know. Would people leave their desks? Uh, maybe, maybe to go out for a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say so. I guess the, the danger of that is that people just like feed it to the AI and they go on a walk. And so hopefully they're making money with whatever their AI is posting over and over again. And then so because that like and then some later AI is going to seed or train on that corpus out there because like who can resist the urge <laughs> then <laughs> you're just going to get like a feedback loop of this stuff where it might end up being gibberish I, I don't know like at some point but then but then those AIs won't be getting paid like that's the p- why the payment layer exists so that's a signal but then that's only if the there's enough people evaluating it to say this is worth something or if the AIs find it useful themselves or like understandable or useful themselves but but that said like that future is wow why why do we think it's interesting because I guess we don't have it today and if you I guess the idea is not like knowledge for knowledge sake but like if you can harness the collective like mental power of everyone no matter how big or small i guess right and so right now we're alive or dead yeah or alive or dead then we could find ways to solve problems or take actions on the things that require solving problems take action we see like small focused versions of this nowadays like patreons and like indiegogo campaigns to I don't pay for somebody's medical bills is like a small focused version of like an action for the betterment of, of like solving like somebody's specific problems. But I don't, we, I think what you were thinking and talking about is envisioning like a, of a single global system that everybody has agreed to tap into, to facilitate the sort of stuff, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. And whether that's a utopia or it's a dystopia, I I think obviously I hope it's 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 a utopia. Right. But if it's a dystopia, I think it'll be a really entertaining one.
0: Yeah, bring on the memes. I mean, like, <laughs> I can see memes getting paid like up the wazoo for this sort of stuff too, right? Like yeah, but like this conversation at at the very least made me take a step back and feel like oh okay like we've taken a couple of shots at the original vision of the web and feel like there's something but it's not quite there and it's easy to forget that because like you use it day to day you just like ah this is just how things are right but if you read about the lofty ideals that people had for the web originally it's it's different than the experience that you have today better in some ways and worse in others yeah i think uh, yeah it's interesting like
1: the 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 vision for the web spans like so broad like we started like if you unwind the stack all the way like at the beginning we were talking about a text editor that had links right and like what does that mean and it means that you can connect ideas. And then like, obviously the next step is like, okay, can you connect ideas across people? And then like, okay, now people are involved. How do you, how do you credit properly, credit and attribute like yeah. rewards? And I think like, it's interesting, all of these things, the early pioneers were already thinking about, right? Because they had several approaches to this
0: and uh, we haven't yeah, figured it and, out yet. And like, when, I remember this interview with Ted Nelson. Like the reporter just had no idea what he was talking about. It's the stuff is just whole, so hard to picture, and even for us, like we live in it day to day. It's it's still a little hard to picture. I think, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I guess that's that's the <laughs> our optimism has 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 escaped velocity. I guess so. Uh, I guess we can cap it here. That's We've a, been talking. about. a cut. Yeah, we've been talking about, so this is Will and this is Street and we're signing off and hope to see you next week. Talk to you guys (laughs) later. Bye-bye. Bye.